Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to this week's Ringing the Blues. I'm Phil Catchpole bringing you all the latest on the goings-on down at Adams Park and all things Wickham Wanderers. On this week's show, we chat with the new signing, Kieran Sadlier. Sam Grace updates us on the development squad and Joe Jacobson is on Wish You Were Here. Plus, we also preview the Prostate Cancer UK March for Men, which takes place this Sunday. But first, it's International Week, so we've given Uri the week off so he can celebrate Mexican Day of Independence with a few tequilas. So it's over to producer Luke for this week's latest results. We are ringing the blues all the way from High Wycombe Town Centre. It's not as glamorous. And here are the results from League One. Exeter City 1, Leighton Orient 2, Stevenage 2, Carlisle United 2. Uh, some Revenant Chairboys international results for you. Uh, Wales under 21s 4, Liechtenstein under 21s 0, Gibraltar 0, Malta 1, Republic of Ireland under 21s 3, Turkey's under 21s 2, Greece 5, Gibraltar 0, and finishing a little while ago, Lithuania's under 21s 2, Wales under 21s 3. And this week's Chairboys Spanish is by. Adios. You're not getting away that easily. Oh. Um, if it was Chairboy Spanish this week, yeah. I was going to go for Sausage Roll to celebrate ah. Joe Lowe's magnificent start to the season in yeah. terms of goal scoring because he scored three for the Chairboys. He scored once for Wales under, 20, under 21s the other day. Easy for you to say. So, Luke, uh, what's the Spanish for Sausage Roll? I have no idea, but I would imagine it's probably going to be something like Roll and then Sausage in Spanish. Right, we'll ask Gooey next okay. week. In German, oh. it's Würstchen im Schlafrock. I kind of like that. I love the German language because literally Schlafrock is, means in a dress. Nice. So it's, it's a sausage in a dress. It's kind of panto, that. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, good luck to Killian Phillips tonight, who's on the bench for Republic under, Under-21s against San Marino Under-21s uh, as well. And we hope that everyone gets back safely from their travels. Please. Because we've got a big game this weekend at Adams Park against Blackpool. Please, everyone come home safely. Indeed. Luke, thank you very much for stepping in. You're welcome. And uh, speak to you soon. Adios. Right then, uh, Kieran sadly assigned uh, last week out of contracts and outside of the uh, transfer window. And he spoke to Ringing the Blues last week. Kieran, welcome to Wickham Wanderers. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. I'm very good, but a bit warm, isn't it? Yeah, it is hot. First question, how do we address you? Sads, Kieran? Uh, Sads, I think everyone just calls me Sads wherever I go. Okay. Um, Without really me saying anything, they just pick up on it, but yeah, Sads. Okay. Some of our fans would have seen you play, uh, and you'd have seen you play against Wickham Wanderers as well. Uh, For those that haven't, what can we expect from you in the quarters? Just... Get, get on the ball, lads, get on the ball. Just a bit, bit of composure like on the ball and try and make things happen, create, uh, score as many goals as possible. 
yeah, hopefully just create and just do do good things on the ball. I suppose try and pick up the ball and do something a bit different sometimes. And but obviously involved in the team here, like be a team player and and just try and be as successful as possible. Fair to say you've got an eye for goal as well. Yeah, no, like I obviously I think in the games I have played in the last few years, I've managed to either grab a goal or an assist in quite a few uh, starts and. But when I was at Doncaster, I had a good uh, one, good season there, and uh, had quite a few goals and stuff as well. Yeah, I've seen right foot, left foot, headed goals—a real mixture. Yeah, it's not really one kind of goal that I score. I've seemed to kind of just score all kinds of goals, set pieces. I want to try and get more in the box, more uh, put myself in positions where I am scoring goals. But I take as much pleasure from an assist as I do a goal. So yeah, so like uh, I like to chip in with assists as well. And what are your memories about playing against Wickham Wanderers? To be fair, it's always been tough. They've always been tough games. I think, on the whole, a lot of teams don't really like going to Adams Park uh, and playing against Wickham because they know they're in for a, uh, a good game. And um, I think the last time I played Wickham was for Rotherham. I think it was the first game of the Championship season. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think the ball was in play much, was it? I think that was a stat, <laughs> but that was a long time ago. But um, yeah, no, it's always a tough game. And what was it like knowing that Wickham Wanderers were interested? Was that uh, were you pleased to hear that that news? Yeah, no, I was. I'd heard a lot about the manager from a close friend of mine who also knows the manager, uh, and he told me a lot of good things about him. And um, to be fair, as soon as they showed their interest, it was it was a bit of a no-brainer for me I wanted to work with with the manager and what he's about and we spoke on the phone and yeah and I was really drawn to the club because of him and and also the club's always been like one of my best mates used to play here and I know people that have played here and to be honest with you I've always heard good things of the environment that you work in and I think that goes a long way when you're working with people that are are good people and they're dedicated and you've got a good uh, culture at the club it's a big attraction for a player, I think. Who was the player that used to play it as your mate? Yeah, uh, Will Havland. Ah. He's my best mate from school, yeah. So he was here a while ago, but he always spoke highly of the place. Excellent. He's a barber now, isn't he? Well, he's, done, he's not the barber, he just owns a barber shop, uh, shop there. A lot of fans looked at your hair when you signed, they were quite yeah, excited. Yeah, I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> was that a Will's barber shop? No, actually no. Not there. No, I did get rid of it the other day. I think it was getting too long. It's hot as well. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get rid of it for a while, to be fair, but no, I've uh, yeah, got rid of it. And how was it with the, with the transfer window? Obviously, it came after the window as well. Mm-hmm. Was that a bit more uh, of a less stressful experience? Yeah, no, it was obviously... I knew I was coming here on the deadline day, but the way that the deal and the transfer was structured, I negotiated my termination of my contract to Bolton, or my agent did, and, and agreed to sign here verbally. And then I think that was on the Friday came to watch the lads on the Saturday at Northampton and then signed on the Monday. So I knew it was all agreed. I spoke to the manager and was looking, really looking forward to it, yeah. And with the international break, no game, is that a good or a bad thing? Does it give you a bit more time to settle in or, or would you prefer a game first and uh, foremost? No, I think it, it, it's perfect really to get two weeks of good work. Can, you can kind of feel your way into it. You're not straight into it. I've been at clubs before where I literally signed and the next day I'm playing and you're a bit all over the place. You don't know how the lads play. So I think I prefer this way where I can slowly get into it. I've got a whole full week with no game at the end to get some really good 
bits of training in and then obviously we've got all of next week as well to prepare for Blackpool. So. And the first game will be at Adams Park. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. Blackpool are a good team as well, so it'll be a good competitive game. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Kieran, sadly, there, Wickham's new signing, and he'll be hopefully uh, involved on Saturday. Uh, come down to Adams Park to see us take on Blackpool. If you can't make it, then don't worry, Wanderers TV has got you covered. And we're joined by Wickham legend Steve Brown uh, this week, uh, who's joining us on commentary there. So you'll, you'll uh, get the benefit of the wisdom of a Wickham Wanderers legend uh, with me on commentary. Right then, on Sunday, it's the Prostate Cancer UK March for Men, led by Jeff Stelling. It's a long old walk from Wembley Stadium to the home of football, Adams Park. And uh, several hundred fans uh, are taking part, several representing Wickham Wanderers as well. Uh, it's in aid uh, of Prostate Cancer UK to raise money and awareness. And Jeff Stelling does this every year, but he's chosen, chosen to do it from Wembley to Wickham Wanderers because of Bill Turnbull, because it's been just over a year since we lost Bill. And uh, one of the many Wickham fans taking part on Sunday is my mate and your mate, Jeremy, the Wickham fan. Jeremy, how you doing? How are your feet? Um, yeah, not bad now. I think maybe this time, sort of towards the end of Sunday, it might be slightly different. <laughs> All right so far. Now, I had a beer with you, I think maybe, what was it, six weeks, two months ago, uh, and you did let on to me that you hadn't started training yet, because let's be honest, this is, a, what, a marathon, 26 miles, this is uh, no small undertaking. It's a long way, isn't it? It is a long way. How's, yeah. the, how's yeah. the training progressing? Um, it's all right. I haven't quite, I probably should be a little bit further along. I've done a couple of 12 miles and a few getting towards that, so from from a start of going okay. I sort of no no real aches, no injuries yet. Fingers crossed. So hopefully we'll be all right. And uh, how's your training been structured? Is it sort of like long walks interspersed with the uh, pop pop if in, into a pub, or has it been literally think, lace I up the running shoes? Yeah, yeah. I think structured is probably uh, overdoing it a bit, to be honest. But um, <laughs> now a few long walks at the weekend, um, and then yeah, a little bit of gym work. Um, I'm quite been able to get the football going at work after COVID, so kind of haven't been doing that. But yeah, bit of gym, bit of walks, trying to eat a bit better, a few less beers, that kind of stuff. So this is raising money and awareness for Prostate Cancer UK, but also it's getting men out and about and getting in better shape as well. Yeah, I think it's a bit of win-win for everybody, really. A bit, um, bit of health, um, obviously kind of spreading the, spreading the word, getting people tested, hopefully saving people's lives that way, um, but also getting some money into the, the for the research and yeah and obviously kind of wandering from Wembley which is sort of not far from where I grew up to Wickham Sam yeah so we'll kind of hit all the boxes really so time to get off me off the backside and do something useful now I don't want to talk about your age live on the radio live on, on ringing the blues but uh, obviously it's men of a certain age that need to get checked to, to get the early detection uh, but this is for all men really to know about this because everyone's going to have known someone that's been affected by this disease Absolutely um, I know people in my family who've been affected by similar cancers and obviously it kind of affects lots of people but just since I've been involved in this there's a website you can go on and check your risk I'm just underneath the age where it's uh, probably a high-risk group, but none of us getting any younger. Um, so, yeah, all, all worthwhile checking and from various people's stories and that they've shared. Catching it early does really help. So if people do that, there's a, like I said, there's a website you can go on to check your risk. And then if you need to, you can ask the doctor for a test. 
I'm really looking forward to Sunday because I think it's going to be, well, it's going to be a long old day, let's be honest, but there's going to be, a, well, I think nearly four or 500 people doing this, all for the similar calls, but all, all for the love of football as well. So it should be quite a good social event, don't you think? I think so, yeah. Lots of football-related people, lots of people. There's a few celebs, a few ex-players coming along. Jeff, obviously. A few Wickham uh, faces, people all know. Um, but yeah, kind of to start with, starting off at Wembley Stadium, having a bit of a poke around there, ended up at Wickham, that'll all be great. Some of the bit along the way might be a little tricky, but we'll see. I think it's all good-humoured and kind of well-supported by the sounds of it, so hopefully we'll be all right. What time's kick-off? Very, very early. We've got to be at Wembley Stadium to register something like about half six in the morning or something, which is not something I really see on a Sunday very often. I think the last time I saw half six on a Sunday, I was just coming home. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) So half six start for registration. I think the walking starts around seven. What sort of time are you anticipating to arrive at Wickham Wanderers? I believe it's being aimed. There's a couple of bits where they kind of stop and feed and water everybody and bring them on a bit because it's a bit further than than 26 miles. Um, But I think it's planned to be about half six back at Wickham, I believe. Well, I'm hoping the bar's going to be open so we can have an an absolutely an all important energy drink once we've got once we've crossed the finish line. Yes, um, sponsored by Rebellion, hopefully. (laughs) Well, fingers crossed for that one. Uh, Well, fingers crossed as well that the training has paid off. I'm sure it has. And uh, for those that are struggling, there's going to be enough people around there to to cheer for you on as well. And if you're not taking part, you can get involved as well because there's going to be sponsorship available. Uh, You can get involved on the the links uh, on Prostate Cancer UK across their social media. Wickham Wanderers will be sharing this as well. And you can make sure that Jeremy and everyone else's efforts are not in vain and sponsor them as well. Well, and, and raise money for what is a, a fantastic cause. Uh, how much do you reckon we're going to make, Jeremy? Do you know? I believe just the Wickham fans alone are already sort of not far off 10,000. So, um, as a total with sort of several hundred people, it could be multiple tens of thousands of pounds, hopefully. Well, I'm sure Bill would have absolutely loved this. He'd have probably run it, I'd imagine, if he was still here. Uh, and absolutely. it's a very noble cause that we're all doing. Jeremy, I will see you at half past six at Wembley Stadium. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you there. Take Thanks care. Cheers. Anybody who can offer a sponsorship or anything, in that'd be great. Brilliant. Jeremy, we'll see you on Sunday. Right then, uh, we'll be covering this uh, event as well. So you'll hear several interviews and bits of audio across Wanderers TV and on next week's Ringing the Blues as well because I'm going to walk and going to be speaking to a whole range of people, hopefully, about this. And as I said, go on the Prostate Cancer UK um, social media and the website and also across the Wickham Wanderers site as well because A, you can find out where you can get checked and B, you can find out if you want to donate money as well that's the place to do it uh, coming up later on on Ringing the Blues we're speaking to Joe Jacobson about Wish You Were Here and Sam Grace is updating us on the uh, development squad plus Colin's popping in to tell us about this week's Wickham Wanderers show all after these messages online on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM this is Wickham Sound in the future you'll be able to watch TV on your microwave 3D print yourself a personal butler you rang mom. And get fit by just looking at a treadmill. Okay, maybe not that. But wherever the technology does go, radio will go there too. Because Radio Player is working with the world's leading car and tech companies to keep radio out in front. Radio Player. In the car, in the home, in the future. Find out more at radioplayer.org. Tuesday evenings from 8. Chatsworth. Chat that's worth a listen with comedians. I'm going to a pasty lecture. 
<laughs> it discusses whether it was tin miners who held the crust in their hands and didn't eat it so the rats would eat it and then the rats would eat the tin, you know. Or was it the people in the fields and they put the jam on the crust so they had a pudding with their lunch? Who knows what it was? That's, that's the first ten minutes of the lecture. I love the idea that people might have just tuned in now. And have just said, <laughs> just... What is this? Colin, can I tell you something? Please this do. is the high for me. <laughs> if, I, if I'd have known back then that all roads were leading to you, Colin, <laughs> I, 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 I would have lost my mind. I wouldn't have been able to focus. I, I must congratulate you. you you've, in, you've reached the top. Thank you. <laughs> and Colin. If you do fancy a laugh on a Tuesday evening, I'll look forward to speaking to you then. Although due to the modern ways of listening, you can catch up anytime via the Listen Again feature on the website, wickhamsound.org.uk. When you realise your dream, that's, that's what it feels like. When your dream realises you, Colin, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Welcome back to Ringing the Blues. Uh, a bit of news as well next week earlier time of 6pm because Wickham Wanderers are playing in the uh, Pizza Cup or the EFL Trophy uh, to give it its full name uh, against Crystal Palace under 21s at Adams Park that's also going to be live on Wickham Sound but because of the early kickoff, Ringing the Blues is at 6 o'clock next week and you'll hear all about that March of Men on Sunday as well as loads of other things including all the action from the Blackpool game at Adams Park this Saturday. We'll also have a chat with Steve Brown next week as well. But that's all next week. Coming up later on this show, we've got Joe Jacobson and Wish You Were Here. And we're catching up with Colin as well about the Wickham Wanderers show, which is every Thursday here on Wickham Sound 2. Uh, but before all that, uh, I caught up with Sam Grace, the Wickham Wanderers development manager, to catch up on everything to do with the development squad now that the transfer window has closed. That's right, yeah. This this start is always the, uh, the busiest period for me, you know, falling on from the summer where you get a lot of profiles put to you by clubs, agents, players directly themselves. Um, so, yeah, going through all those, uh, having a look at them, the ones that we want to see during that summer period um, to then, obviously, the new boys, you're trying to help those within that have come into the club as well as helping those current development group players that, that are with us for another season. Yeah, it's, it's all go this time of year. How would you assess where we are now in this development sort of model? Because wh- wh- where are we now in the Fourth term? season. Fourth season? Yeah. So it's, it's fluid. It's really fluid. So um, last year, there was a real focus for us to try and find younger players. So previously, I think a little bit to find players of the, that are standard that can deal with first team training straight away. We had more players that close to that 20-year-old mark, which is great in terms of their, their further on their physicality but the hardships are by 21, so you've really only got a season with them, they've either got to be knocking on that door or because of the way the squad numbers are structured and you can only have a certain amount in your squad, it, maybe their time's, time's up with us already. So last year, as I said, we went for younger 18-year-olds and um, you know, we found what we think is a really promising group and with that you know, we still have uh, likes of Luca and Christy, who were, who were 18, they've turned 19 now, uh, Jasper, who, who was 20, you know, going strong, and Declan, who we picked up a little bit later. So those four have stayed with us and have made great gains, and we're really happy with how they're doing now. We saw Christy making his first team debut last season as well. Uh, still that element of pride when you see him cross the white line on a match day? Yeah, I, I, th- I think really interesting, we played Watford on Monday, uh, we played their 21s, and um, good, really good game. Um, very, they were very complimentary afterwards. And probably one of the biggest takeaways is you see our 19-year-old going shoulder to shoulder with their 19-year-old. And through 
his um, his hard work in the gym, through the environment that he plays in every day, that strength, that using of body, you know, our, our players stood up to uh, that test very well. So, yeah, really happy. And because we've got this core, like you say, the, the younger players and moving into the second year, uh, we've seen a, a slight drop-off in terms of the new bodies coming in. Is that a, a new strategy? Um, we've always said we want to go quality over quantity. Um, I think when you sign 18-year-olds rather than a 20-year-old, there's, there's quite a big difference. So with a 20-year-old, you've probably got more of an idea of where they are and their development. With an 18-year-old, there's potentially, oh, sorry, I'm using the same word again, higher potential, but also we don't quite know where those limits are and it, it might even be less. So um, yeah, there are boys that found that hard and that step up too much to bridge so far. Um, but those boys that did come in have done so well that we don't, we're not chasing signings. You know, we've always said we want to keep the group small so they train with the first team, they get that experience. You start signing, let's say we signed another six, or well, suddenly you've got 11. Now you fit 11 in with the first team squad of 20, that's 32 players. That doesn't look like a football match to the game. You're now putting on sessions so people can take part rather than actually focus on the development. So, yeah, really always quite protective of trying to keep those players involved with the first team as much as possible because I think we've seen the rewards and the benefits in the players in the, in the past seasons. And talk us through the new faces. Uh, Taylor Clark, uh, a guy that, that is certainly impressed on trial. Yeah, Taylor's done really well. Um, he came in uh, the second week. Um, we had two weeks this year rather than four or five because I think we were being a bit more stricter um, and played against Hanwell. So, you know, as a coach, we've lost 7-0 and I'm and like, it's uncomfortable and we hate those those moments in the games, but you have to have those games. There's no point as having an opposition where everybody looks great because they've not been tested. Um, on that day, we had players that couldn't deal with the, the set-piece challenge as much as anything from Hamwell, and you get punished for it. What we did see on that day, as well as learning where the other people, it was a bridge too far for them, you see Taylor, come and give me the ball, still wants it, he's not affected by the score, he's got a picture where he's going to play next. His work rate and desire isn't affected by uh, the scoreline. So you're going, OK, here's someone psychologically robust enough and with a clear enough identity of what his strengths are, um, that he's managing to action them when others maybe are emotionally affected uh, by the state of the game. So, yeah, he's come in um, really mature, um, good work rate, desire in the gym, and real focus on how he wants to improve his game. So really looking forward to seeing how he develops um, over the coming season. Taylor's come through a sort of a, what you call an organic route here, coming through the through the non-league in, in this country, but we've also signed someone from from America. Yeah, Max, um, Pete, uh, Pete brought Max to our attention. Um, I think he plays with his son, so he's seen a lot of him um, over the last few seasons. He brought him over to have a look at us um, and his athleticism um, in terms of his, his jump. Um, you know, it's a, it's a the athletic side of there is a big part of it you know the, the, the what you call donor sports like basketball where you, you're constantly you've got your jump shots and changing direction um, felt, he felt that he's, Max has got a really good chance so um, we, we're going to work with him this year and uh, try and do all we can to uh, push him on to that next step and the existing players in the building those younger players that when they signed when they were younger uh, Luke has gone out on loan to, to Worthing is yeah. that right and what's the plans for the rest of them I guess with the trophy games coming up a, a key period yes some, uh, some great opportunities for them to show you know those, those boys it's hard for them at times because you know they want, they're wanting that involvement and wouldn't, we wouldn't want it any other way obviously we've had friendlies along we've, we've got 
They're going into three games in three weeks. We played Watford 21s Monday. We play Ebbsfleet this Monday, and then the following game, um, you know, there's a chance for them to be involved in that Papa John's. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how they do um, against that opposition, and um, yeah, confident that at worst players are going to learn something that will help them going forward in the future. But yeah, really looking forward to it. Four years in, what would you say are the biggest challenges are, or the biggest learnings you've taken from this process? Well, I mean, le- learning learnings being in a professional <laughs> environment is is a huge can be a huge answer in terms of the development group. I, th- I think you have a better idea in terms of uh, who's likely to work and not work within our environment. So, to be fair, from day one, um, there was clarity in what type of player we were looking for. Um, over the course of the year, I'd like to think my eyes are getting better in terms of seeing what's going to be. Re- what's required positionally what's required at our club to be successful until you meet them you're not going to fully know psychologically where they are um, how they deal with um, upset new information uh, the the pressures of what's being asked at this level um, so yeah those are probably the areas where um, probably made those those biggest steps but every day is a learning day you know from uh, the gaffer and how he deals with people and when he when it when he's open, when he's upholding values to Tomo's sessions and the, the level of detail that goes in that, that's something I'm gaining every day. Fantastic uh, set of support staff, you know, with the analysts and the detail, the things that they want to bring to um, every meeting we have. Sports science, you know, that balance between getting the necessary preparation in but adding that element of fun and enjoyment um, or the challenge point when you're going to the gym. It's, uh, it's a fantastic environment that um, we feel everyone's bouncing off each other and picking up bits here and there that makes us all uh, more rounded in our jobs. And in, as, in addition to match day, I've noticed that um, there's a few more travelling on a match day who may not be in the squad or they may get on the, on the bench as well. Uh, that's a key part of the learning as well and being in that environment. Huge. Um, last year, Gaffer's first away game, uh, sorry, second away game, Bristol Rovers away. Um, Christie had just come back on loan uh, from loan from Hungerford and he's, he's on the bench and he's like, my calves are tight, my calves are tight. I'm like, yes, yeah, okay, it's just nerves. No, 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 I've never had, it's not nerves, never had this. But he needed to go through that to experience it for his body almost to uh, feel that, that tension so that by the next time he comes around, he's, you know, I think maybe Ipswich, he's more settled. He knows what the experience he's going to go through. He knows potentially what set pieces he's going to be asked for. You know, he's seen um, a bit more of us and how we play and, and see in the game where he can find success as well as what's going to be tough for him. So, yeah, it's, in, it's an incredibly put, important part of their development and for them to make that transition, I, I think it's a lot easier. Um, and with the gaffer coming in last season as well, he was before he went to Colchester, was working closely with, with every part of the club, but very much so with the, with the younger boys as well. How's it been now working with him as the gaffer? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's different. Obviously, because you know, used to working opposite a desk, and there's probably you're, you're having, you know, in a respectful way, you're having well, what would you do there? You're having those sort of conversations. Whereas now, you know, he's he's making those decisions. But but whilst it might not be as frequent, because you know he has a, a lot of other duties and responsibilities, you know, he's he's open with everyone. He'll come and ask you every now and then. You know, all members of staff, what do you think? What would you, what would you have done? And then it's obviously up to him how much. Uh, how much he listens to that or how much he takes on board because he, you know, he's got a clear idea in his mind what he wants to do but yeah the, is Matt Bloomfield as everyone knows is still Matt Bloomfield he's just now Matt Bloomfield a gaffer or manager 
Uh, we've, there's, a, there's one player in particular I know the fans will want me to ask about. Someone we saw on trial, uh, scored a goal uh, yeah. uh, and uh, impressed, uh, Richard Kone. Um, I think this story is a really interesting one because the talent ID, you know, finding out about the psychology, the talent is that's just one part of it, but it's not always plain sailing, is it, trying to sign players? No, to uh, so Richard, um, I'm not sure people know, Richard first came in two years ago to us and had a tra- training session for a few days. Um, I can remember it was on the pitch, actually, we just signed Voxy, so down at the ground, Voxy, Bayo, um, but we knew at the time, even then, that there was uh, things outside of our control, it wasn't a simple process, so you know, we keep tabs on Richard and it's, it's not hard these days with the likes of Twitter and the internet and you, know, you score goals, people are going to be aware of you. Um, so we've kept in contact. He came back in uh, during this pre-season. Um, hopefully those, uh, those obstructions at the moment are, are beginning to be eroded and something positive can happen soon. But yeah, it was good to see him in and see how much he's developed and changed. So always had a good eye for goal and always worked hard. I think there's more intelligence to his game in terms of types of runs, understanding of when to press and when to hold his run. Um, and yeah, fing- fingers crossed something positively happens um, on that front, whether that be for us or for another club. We wish him nothing but the best because he's a top guy. And when you say the challenges, I mean, these are out of, out of our control, out of football's control, really. These are, yeah. these are issues that, 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 that we can't really have an effect on. And it's just having to wait and see because you see fans keen saying, oh, why is he not signed? Why is he not on the bench for Wickham already? You know, and people getting carried away. Uh, it's, not out, it's not in our control, basically. No, and, and I think um, Rich's talents and, and hard work, are, uh, you know, there's, an, there's an obvious side to his game that everyone would realise he could play above the level that he plays, the step five. And the fact that Richard is still playing at step five probably gives you an indication of how hard um, those obstructions are we, you know we, we, no one can do anything about those and, and believe me in football everybody's looking for a solution away because if you can bring in someone that's going to score goals for you um, you're going to have um, you'll see the rewards and clubs will try Sam Gray said, Wickham Wanderers development manager, updating us on all things development squad. And on Monday, a Wickham Wanderers 11 uh, played a game against Ebsley United behind closed doors uh, up at the training ground. Kian Brecken scored a stunning last gasp free kick to give the chair boys a 1-0 win. Uh, Laurie Shaller, the young goalkeeper, played in that. David Wheeler got some match minutes as well as uh, Kieran Sadler, the new signing we heard from earlier on in the show. Jasper Pattenden, Taylor Clark, the new signing. Luca Woodhouse and Declan Skura and Max Kavanagh also featuring in that one. And if you want to see Kieran's free kick, it's on the Wickham Wanderers Twitter feed. Uh, and it's an absolute belter. Right, coming up after these messages, we chat with club captain Joe Jacobson about his holidays in Wish You Were Here. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Bill Turnbull, a broadcasting legend whose tireless campaigning for prostate cancer awareness left a lasting legacy for men's health in the UK. Bill's message was clear. I really want you and your loved ones to take this simple online risk check now. Let's honour Bill's legacy together. Let's get men across the UK to check their risk. Let's broadcast it like Bill. Check your risk. Share the risk checker. Save lives. Thursday evenings from 7. The Wickham Wanderer Show is now in its fourth season and, as you'd expect, we'll continue to bring you match analysis and highlights from Phil. Joe Lowe's coming to us, Phil. Oh, more good. Nice. 
<laughs> oh, wow, my first touch of the season. I punched it clear. I should have caught it, right? I reckon you should have caught that. I reckon Max Striet catches that, Phil. We'll regularly hear from manager Matt Bloomfield. Of course, there's technical and tactical stuff that we've been working on that we would like to see, but in terms of what I want to see and have to see, it's all about the hard work, togetherness and, and team spirit, uh, and everything else comes off the back of that. As well as members of the current team. You know, we had discussions about how we're going to do it better, and I think the only way you can do that is by keep practising, keep learning, and, and hopefully then we'll, we'll get better and better with it. And ex-players. Everyone says that's as fast as I've probably run, and they're probably right. Yeah, that's just a... a motion fueled moment there really just it was great because my dad is one of those people that gave me a lot of stick about not scoring as well so I just wanted to see him and rub it in we'll bring you news from in and around the club continue to follow Wickham Wanderers women and some things you wouldn't expect the brownies were top draw and don't forget you can catch up with the show via the podcast the Wickham Wanderers show only on Wickham Sound Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Welcome to another episode of Wish You Were Here. And this week we're speaking to Joe Jacobson, who I reckon loves a holiday. What do you reckon, Joe? Who doesn't love a holiday? Well, exactly. Yeah, I do love a holiday, I have to admit. Where was the last place you went? Um, this summer was Mallorca was, we, we actually had two holidays we were fortunate we had Scott Cashkett's wedding in Italy so we nice. turned that into a bit of a holiday and then um, the in-laws took us to Mallorca for a few days which was basically six adults chasing around a two-year-old for four or five days so not quite sure it was a holiday but it was still nice Now you were very lucky because not that I was stalking you but on Instagram I realised we were both in Mallorca at the same time, so you could have been chasing a two-year-old, and he could have also bumped into me. If I knew you were there, <laughs> I would have definitely gone and spent some time with you. I we was chasing have... a two-year-old around as well. So. <laughs> yeah, we could have left them somehow, or <laughs> got the two-year-olds together and let the adults go and yeah, yeah have their time. Perfect. Uh, Scott Cash gets wedding. Uh, let's talk about that. that look, I saw the photo. I got a bit emotional seeing you all back together again. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like a little mini Wembley reunion. Um, <laughs> now it was really nice. Like. Me and Scotty have, have kept in touch. We're good friends. We we were close when we were here, so it's nice to to go and be a part of his special day with his family and stuff. And um, yeah, they, I mean, the cash gets anyone knows them. They don't go half heartedly on anything they do. So the wedding was incredible. The location on the top of a mountain in in this beautiful villa in Italy was uh, it was incredible. One of the best weddings I've ever been to. So um, I said to some of the boys who weren't married, I was like, just good luck now following this. So yeah, <laughs> they've got the problem now. There were some great videos online on socials as well about that wedding as well. Uh, a Jewish wedding, Scott Kashka I saw running and jumping. Is that a tradition? Yeah, weirdly. I don't know where it comes from, but... Um, the the layout of the day is different to normal weddings where you know you have the ceremony you have the reception and then before the meal starts you go straight into Israeli dancing you're up on the dance floor you haven't eaten yet it's kind of like an icebreaker the men are a lot rowdier than the women are they're separate and, and the women kind of just go in a nice little circle look after the bride the men you know they're flying the, the groom everywhere he's getting flung he's getting you know, he has to jump over things. They're getting him in the middle, swinging him around. Bale had him swinging around like a <laughs> like a yo-yo at one point. Um, so yeah, it was great, great fun, and and it was nice seeing those boys who had never been to a Jewish wedding before, kind of 
stand on the outside at the start thinking, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so in the end, being in the middle, being in the mix and getting involved. And it's great, kind of, like I said, like an icebreaker and it gets everyone in a good mood. The clip I saw was almost like a sort of... Uh uh, a sort of a motorbike jumping over buses but like Scott Cash get running and doing like a long jump over all the other guests yes and then crashing into the cameraman at the end of it yeah I mean my first thought was like don't get injured Scott because pre-season's in a few weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know the best part about all of that was whatever Scott wanted to do his mum wanted to follow oh, so wow. normally the, like I said the women are you know separate to the men but at one point we were flinging, you know, Scott and then his dad and his mum's like, I'm getting involved here. So we're flinging Scott's mum. I was like, I didn't, didn't know where to look, didn't know what was going on, but like, it, was, it was all good fun. So you tagged on a holiday as well off the back of the wedding? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah had a few days in Florence um, and then got a car and travelled down to the middle of nowhere and just stayed in a little hotel, me and the wife, so it was nice. I was going to say, what is the ideal holiday in the off-season? Is it relaxation or do you a bit partying as well or...? No, not at my age. Um, those, those <laughs> I boys, didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, those boys' holidays, look, they were great. When I was 19, 20, um, did summers in Malia, in Magaluf, in, um been to both of them a few times, actually. Um, years ago, it used to be the, the go-to with football as well. We do well in the league or get promoted, and not like now where you get taken to Vegas or, or wherever these, these clubs go. But, yeah, I went to had some fun times like Ibiza things like that but now I'm I'm like a beach beach guy I can just lay there all day on the beach um, not moving especially after the season's finished yeah. I just want to go and lay down get some sun completely switch off relax that's my ideal holiday and is it podcasts reading listening to music what do you do you can't just do nothing all day or sleep I can really I can just lay there and just like let my mind just, just wander um but yeah, if I do listen to things, podcasts more than anything else, I think. Books, people have books anymore? You don't really need them anymore, do you? you? Just have an iPad or whatever with books on. But yeah, I'm a podcast kind of guy. Um, but like I said, like I like going for walks. Um, I sound, yeah, what's happened to me? But yeah, you know, walks on the beach. Um, yeah, it's nice. You know, I stay there for a few hours. You get hot, you go in the sea, go for a walk down the coast or wherever we are and like to go and explore, go out for dinners. Um we're not big drinkers so we're not kind of sitting at the pool bar you know getting smashed all day we're um <laughs> you know we might have a, a pina colada in the afternoon or something but that's about it what's the best place for food Ooh, um what what country yeah. or what cuisine what cuisine oh i feel like where wherever i go i try to eat local cuisines um where we like to go or where we went in summer you know in spain we go for paellas and things and if we're in Italy you know well, you can't you can't know, go wrong can't go wrong with going to Italian restaurants and things a nice little local one out of the way is always nice um, yeah whereas we've been in the Caribbean when we've been we like, love going to like fresh fish restaurants and things like that so um, yeah we quite, we're quite foodies me and, me and my wife so we like to go to you know look beforehand of restaurants and try and book some places and um you know, do our research on those things. Let's try and rescue your reputation a bit now. If you can remember back this far, those lads' holidays, where where, where would be your ultimate lads' holiday? Ultimate? <laughs> um, I'd love to go to Vegas. Yeah. I've never been, never been to Vegas. I've always said I want to do it as a big celebration, so I wanted to do it through football. Um, when I was younger, Vegas wasn't really on the cards. Like I said, it was those little island in Europe somewhere where a group of 20 of you would just go and, and, you know, you'd go on a booze cruise and you'd go and 
just party all day and night. It was like loved it. it was great fun. Don't know if I could handle. You know, I've done stag do's and my own stag do two days. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, just want to like crawl up into a ball and cry or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do a Vegas. Um, from what boys say and friends that have been, it seems like a great place to to kind of party. But um, I'm happy just. Now, whenever there's you know Christmas do or there's big parties, I'm kind of on the edge and watching. I like to observe a little bit more than be in the mix of it. Uh, experience. Yes. Where was your stag do? Uh, south of France. Ah. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, it was. Um, it, I just said my brother was my best man. I just said to him, whatever happens, I just want to be awake for it all. <laughs> um, and we didn't it, sleep at all. <laughs> well, yeah, slept a bit too much in the end. So it, it coincided with Spurs in the Champions League final. Oh. Um, and one of my friends, who I won't mention, actually went to the Champions League final instead of coming on my stag do, which i never kind of forgiven him for. But um, I wanted to make sure I was awake for that game. I, I think I watched about 30 seconds, spent a few hours in the toilet and went to bed. That well, the nice. first 30 seconds was pretty, pretty, that was game done, wasn't that it? That was it, yeah, game yeah. done, yeah. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> uh, we talked earlier on about your love of skiing. Now, in previous episodes, we've learnt that, obviously, footballers can't ski yeah. until you're retired. So, uh, when was the last time you went skiing? So, when we were younger, we used to go quite a bit with the family, and that was always a, a winter holiday that, that we did as a family. And I like to think that I can ski, I'm, I'm quite capable. Um, obviously haven't been since I've been in professional football I don't think I've been since I was about 15 I think the last time was actually with a school trip um, we went skiing which was which was good fun uh, my parents have still been in the last few years they've, they've got friends who've got they go on holiday with that they, they go skiing and yeah I loved it like I love the you know we're sportsmen so I love just you know that adrenaline of going down a mountain and um, you know testing yourselves and and I probably I was probably a lot more fearless back then when I used to go. So if I went again now, I'd think I'd be a bit more like, you know, snowplow for for a couple more days rather than just get out and go on, you know, half pipes and things that we used to do. So um, that's one thing we said me and my wife that as soon as I finish playing first holiday we book will be a skiing holiday. Go with your parents. Yes, I'd go with them, yeah. My, I've got uh, it now. Powdered by Howard. Powdered by Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love that, yeah. He would love that. It's His knees ski- are shot. He's not a skier anymore. It's a new skiing podcast. My mum, though. My mum's, like, whenever we've been on family holidays, water skiing and stuff, my mum's the first one to to get out on the on the skis <laughs> and, and, and does it. So, um, yeah, we're quite an active family when it comes to that. And if there was a, a remote sort of adventure, like maybe sort of hiking through the Himalayas, which member of the current squad would you take with you? Um, well, recently I went on a little spa trip. I don't know if you saw with uh, Mr. Grimmer. Um, I did not know. This is new. Did you not know this? Not no. just the two of us. Oh, well, that's no, really no, no, We both, um, a few weeks ago when we were injured, we both had um, got given a weekend off. The boys were playing away and... Um, so we decided to to book ourselves into a little spa spa hotel in, in the Cotswolds and went down and had a nice little trip and you know we can get on we don't fight or anything so that Jack would be a a safe option I feel like he's from I'm going to stereotype here he's from Aberdeen Scotland I don't know if he's got to travel through the mountains to get up there and so he might be good at, at yeah, hiking yeah. Um, <laughs> he'd, he'd be good because he'd bring the sun cream because he wears that all year round so that's you know I wouldn't get burnt uh, going with Jack 
Um, so I think, yeah, I think he'd be I the think, one. I feel we need to explore this spa weekend with you and Jack Grimm. <laughs> so you're, you're watching uh, watching the game on uh, on Wanderers TV. Yeah, getting your nails done with Jack Grimm. No, we didn't get our nails done. <laughs> we we did watch the game in our dressing gowns. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> in the spa, um, <laughs> while the girls drank some rosé. Um, I remember we did send Sam Vokes a good luck message wearing our, spa, uh, wearing our dressing gowns as we sat in the spa. Um, which game was this? This is for the Bristol Rovers game. Um, which we won. Which so we won, so obviously it worked. As, yeah. as someone who is deeply superstitious, I feel that you should be doing this until you're both back thinking. That's it. Now, when you see me turn up to a home match in the dressing gown, you know the reason why. I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, well, you've got the you've chosen Jack because of the fullback union, which I've been desperate to talk about this guy since we started this feature because he's no longer a Wickham Wanderers player, but you remember him very well. Cedo yep. Giambatti, I'm guessing, would be very low down on your list of someone to trek the Himalayas with. Cedo's uh, probably trekking the Himalayas right now. Actually, oh, he probably just is. for uh, an afternoon. Yeah. That he's you know he's he's probably <laughs> driven there. Um, he's trekking it and <laughs> just before lunchtime that's something that he would do um, yeah he's someone who he would know all about it I, he'd probably say the Portuguese invented the Himalayas yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which <clears throat> I'm, it's debatable um, but he yeah and even if there was no one on the mountain he'd still try and find an argument with someone somehow up there um, I don't know if I could spend days or hours talking about Rui Costa and Luis Figo um, <laughs> too much but I'm sure Cedar would be the guy who knew where he was going or think he knew where he was going and take you on an adventure so on that tip in the current squad who would you least like to go away with least um, oh who would I least like to go with that's a tough question. I'm trying to think of someone who I don't think would be very um, adaptable to those surroundings. <laughs> um, we were just hoping you could tell us who's really annoying, basically. But well, that's that's you know a deeper <laughs> layer of what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> no, no, and everyone's great. I'm I'm trying to think of. Um, I'd go with Kean, you know. <laughs> You'd take Kean as well. No, I wouldn't take. You Kean. wouldn't. Kean. No, no. I think he. I mean, Kean would be good if you twist an ankle or something. But I think. Oh, Kean the physio. Kean the physio. Oh, oh not Kean Breck. Oh. No, Brecken's lovely. He's. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure he'd, he'd want to be out of his um, the comfort of his own home for longer than a day or two. But um, Kean the physio, I think, would be would be low down. I think. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get much out of him, do you? So. Um, it could be a long few days if, if neither of you are speaking to each other. <laughs> a man you're having to spend a bit of time with at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got a, a bit of a groin strain, so um, I'm just, you know, had a little mini setback in my rehab at the minute, so um, having to kind of reassess and see where we're at with that. Hopefully, it's not too much longer, but um, yeah, these things unfortunately happen. Um, so that's another reason why I'm spending a bit too much time with Kean. He's not, like I said, any footballer will always say they hope they never even get to know the name of the physio, let alone spend some time with him. So um, any more time than I have to with Kean. No offence to Kean, but I'd rather not. <laughs> well, Joe, it's been a fascinating insight into your, uh, into your holiday life. And uh, the next away game, we will all picture you and Jack Grimmer sat in your dressing grounds watching on. Well, we we had that one time, didn't we? We had the bed, the dreams. Was it the dreams bed in the yeah, corner of yeah. the stadium? Maybe we could do, 
you know, a little hot tub type thing, and me and Jack <laughs> sitting there in our dressing gowns and our robes, watching, watching the commentating. Watch. We could get you in. We could do. Why don't we do? I'll be, I'll be, I'll just wait for the invite. Basically, yeah. yeah. I reckon we could. Um, we've got a couple of those ice baths. We'll put some hot water in, nice. in one of those, and we'll have a go. Well, as long as we're winning, it doesn't matter, does it? Exactly. Top exactly. stuff. Yeah. We wish you recovery well, Thank and you very uh, much. see you soon. Cheers, Phil. Thanks. There you go, Joe Jacobson and Jack Grimmer on a lovely little cosy spa weekend in their recovery from injury watching Wickham Wanderers. That's a a striking image for all of us. Uh, We're joined in the studio live by producer Luke and Colin. Very good evening to you and uh, good afternoon if you're listening to this another time. Yeah. Good good morning as well. (laughs) Exactly that. Uh, Right, Colin, you first. The Wickham Wanderers show this Thursday. Yes. Seven o'clock on Wickham Sound. I'd listen. I would too. What's coming up? Well, you'll be on it. Uh, apart from anything, and we'll be previewing obviously the uh, the Blackpool game, and uh, asking such in depth questions like, um, which Modest fans look forward to going to Blackpool? Do you think it's the same the other way around? I'd very much like to think it would be. You know, who wouldn't want to come to the Chair Metropolis? Exactly. Uh, we've got that. So we'll, we'll speak to an ex player as well who's played for both clubs, uh, Alan Mays. We'll be hearing from him. He's a striker who played at uh, Lokes Park between '87 and '88. Uh, we'll catch up one of the new Chair Girl signings as well. They had their first uh, league home game of the season. Uh, last uh, Sunday, which I believe was very well attended, uh, not least by the 1887 and the drum. Uh, that was very good. And yes, obviously we'll be uh, looking ahead to um, Saturday's game and speaking to the manager as well, and uh, quite possibly uh, another of the, uh, the first team players also. Excellent. Uh, how was your weekend? Oh, and we'll be previewing the march as well. Of course, the big march as well on Sunday. Uh, how was your weekend without a game? Have you been watching international matches? or I have been watching some internationals, yes. Um, some, some unusual uh, choices on international as well. I was trying to think of one I saw that I perhaps wouldn't normally uh, get to see. I saw uh, Wales-Estonia, that was only last night. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really interesting. Good stuff. And producer Luke, uh, exciting news because we've been developing this on the quiet. Mm. So the last few home games on a Saturday, we've got a post-match show, a live radio show on Wickham Sound, uh, which we want fans to join in with because there's ways for them to get involved. Tell us all about it. It's got a great name as well. It's Ringing the Blues post-match reaction. It's a great name. How did we come up with that? I have no idea. Uh, It's a whole hour where we're going to basically talk about the game that's just happened. Uh, We're going to have thoughts from fans from around the actual ground, from Adams Park. Uh, We're going to hear from stuff that was happening um, before the game as well and during half-time. You'll hear the game uh, highlights straight after the game and... It's the first place that you'll hear from the manager straight after the game as well, Matt Bloomfield. Uh, and as Phil said, you can get involved as well. 01494 449900 uh, via WhatsApp, or you can send uh, a text message on that, or a voice message if you want to be part of the show uh, itself, or you can send a message on Twitter, X, whatever it's called today, uh, at Wickham Sound on there, uh, or anywhere else where we are. But it's going to be good. It's been the last couple of ones that we've done. Um, it's gone well, and we've managed a whole hour. Oh, and Colin's on it as well. Oh, with the class. At the later time now of whatever you are, Ten half past, past five or something like that. Because people might hear your voice, Colin, and go, that, I, "I know that voice." <laughs> and it's, is it because you ring people up trying to sell insurance? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> then they hang up shortly afterwards. No, the classified football results on a Saturday, even uh, even on international breaks. Really? Yes. And that's on IRN, so that's on any other radio station that isn't the BBC, right? Absolutely. Yes, so, the commercial radio. You can't network. get away from him. Because no. the BBC don't do it anymore, do they? They've stopped it. So if you want to know about the Scottish third division, you're the man, right? Absolutely. He's five, Calvin Beef. All the Welsh. Ones. I don't think Calvin Beef are. Oh, yeah, Welsh Premier now as well. Really? Teams like Penny Bolt. Really? Barla Town. Haverford County West. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, 
back to the post-match show, yes. because there are reporters out and about as well, so you may be accosted by a reporter for your opinion on the game. Yeah, if you see someone coming towards you with a microphone, uh, then that will be one of our team. Uh, please talk to them. We want to hear your thoughts on the game, be it good, be it bad. We want to hear your honest thoughts on, on what you've just seen over the last, well, I was going to say 90 minutes, but it's probably more like 100 now. Yeah, because we have to push the results back now. Did the results start later now? Is that as, yes. Is that as a result of Wickham Wanderers? Indeed, yeah, because a, ga- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the games and Wickham's don't finish in time. So is it 10 past five, the results? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It used to be 5-5-5 five, five, five on the dot. Uh, 10 past five now because the games just go on a bit longer. They do. The first one was great. It was just like none of these are finished. There's only the Scottish games which were done in time. Really, they just wanted to finish up early and get done. They yeah. do like, because I guess it's colder, isn't it? And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How long have you been doing the results for, Colin? Oh, uh, 15 years. Really? Any, any highlights? Any mishaps? Uh, no, I've been desperate for East 5 and 4-5 to get the 5-4 um, scoreline. Uh, mishaps, that's a good question. Yeah, um, you had one last week, which oh, was, uh, a couple of weeks ago, which I made... Re- he never does <laughs> make mistakes, really but I just made it and pointed it out, yeah. What did I do? I tripped I, up on something. You tripped up or something, yeah. yeah. It wasn't anything major. Oh, thank you. That's a shame. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be on a blooper, blooper tape somewhere. Soon. Don't worry, if Colin gets it wrong, we will, yeah, we yeah. will point it out. So you you must be massively offended then that I have to go halfway around the world to get the results read out on this podcast when all along the results. <laughs> I've said to you before, I'm more than happy for Yuri to. I feel, but if he if he'd like my job, he's welcome to do that. <laughs> and perhaps I'll come on your show and, and do them in in a more more sort of you know traditional delivery. I mean, do you know the Spanish for sausage roll? I don't. I, I well, I'd be surprised if there is a word because you can't imagine Spaniards having sausage rolls, can you? There was none in Italy. I did Google this early on, and apparently sausage rolls widely available across the Commonwealth. Oh, OK. Yeah. So you could be right there. Although in German, as we found out earlier, Würstchen im Schlafrock. Um, <laughs> but they do love a sausage in Germany, of course. Do you want us some more pastry news next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all here on Ringing the Blues. Uh, so this week, Thursday, the Wickham Wanderers show live on Wickham Sound, 7 o'clock. Uh, we've got pre-match drills coming out on Thursday as well. We'll chat with the gaffer. Uh, we've got JJ on there too. We'll hear from a player. Uh, and also more about the uh, prostate march for men on Sunday. From Hopefully a Knowing Me Knowing Blues as well. Oh, and a Knowing Me Knowing Blues. Do we know Not the, confirmed yet. Not confirmed yet, but that will be on Wickham Wanderers socials from tomorrow. So do get your questions in for the unconfirmed Wickham Wanderers player that will be taking part on Knowing Me Knowing Blues with Bex. Uh, and then on Saturday, we have live commentary from the Bill Turnbull Gantry. So if you're in the UK, you can listen to that on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM in the Wickham area. Or if you are a subscriber to Wanderers TV, you can hear it on there. And if if you are overseas, then you can watch it. And we'll be joined this week by Wickham Wanderers legend Steve Brown, who's going to help us out on COCOMs. Uh, coming up on COCOMs in a couple of weeks, we've got Duncan Alexander, a.k.a. Oily Sailor, to give us some very much stats-based uh, COCOMs, but he's always very good value as well. Uh, as uh, Among others, we've got Jack Grimmer, uh, he's going to be on, I think, for the Carlisle game as yep. well. And uh, it sounds like Joe Jacobson's going to be available too for a few more games. Uh, in a dressing too. gown. In a dressing gown, of course. <laughs> In fact, yeah, matching dressing gowns, me and Joe Jacobson on the Bill Turnbull Gantry. <laughs> well, on that visual bombshell, we shall leave you and uh, wish you the very best. And we'll be back next Tuesday ahead of the Crystal Palace game. Kick-off at 6 o'clock for Ringing the Blues. Kick-off at 7 o'clock in the Pizza Trophy for Wickham Wanderers versus Crystal Palace under-21s. And we'll see you all on Saturday. That's it for this week. Come on, you Blues.